You're listening to Conversations, brought to you by TechSquare ATL. I'm sitting here with Partha Unava from Better Walk. How are you? Good, Scott. How are you doing? Did I get that right? Yeah. Is close it close enough? enough? Yeah. Is it, uh, is it bonuses? No, not bonuses. So Partha, uh, you uh, are building a company. You have gotten a lot of press. Is that fair to say? Yeah, we've, we've, we've done okay. You've done okay. Yeah. You've, you've got intention. You got to meet President Obama. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you're just speaking at medical conventions and conferences and all that stuff. Yes. Right? Yes. All right. Well, that, that's a great interview. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Scott. So let's <laughs> let's get into this. What, what, what is Better Walk? What are you, what are you doing? So, where did uh, it come from? Better Walk started when I was playing basketball a few years ago. I uh, broke my ankle and spent six weeks on crutches, which I realized was one of the worst experiences ever. And that's because when you're on crutches, there's really nowhere to rest other than on your armpits when your arms get tired. So you end up hurting yourself and there's a lot of pain. Nobody wants to use them. So I thought, why hasn't anyone built a crutch that doesn't hurt your armpits? And that's what we did at Better Walk for our first product. So since then, um, we went through a medical device accelerator. We've raised three rounds of funding, the third, which closed actually this month, which is really exciting. Um, met President Obama and uh, all of that. And now we're actually getting ready to launch the product in, in the next month or so. Hmm. So you, where, where were you when you broke your, you know, your, your, your ankle? I was on a basketball court. I know. I, I heard that part. But yeah. where were you, like, in your career? Were you in Oh, school I was, still? I was. yeah, I was a year or so into college. So um, it kind of, the idea was simmering in my head for about a year, but I wanted to try an internship. Did that, didn't really like it. Knew I, I really couldn't work for anybody else and uh, decided to go 100% with the idea. So I dropped out of school, started the company, and did that. Mm -hmm. And the school being? George Tech. George Tech. I, would, I, would, yeah. I knew that, but I needed the listeners to know that. So, <laughs> so you're you're you were at Georgia Tech. You were looking, at, you know, thinking about internships, but you just couldn't get this idea out of your head. It just it kept nagging at you. Yeah. So then, how did you start scratching that itch? I mean, what what were you doing to, to pursue that? So uh, the first thing we did was we looked at all the resources around here, and one of the big ones we found out about was Flashpoint. So um, we we hit up Merrick first, who runs that program and he taught us about customer discovery. We read The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. It's an awesome book. And that really introduced us to how to vet our idea with our customers before going further to, to verify if there's a demand or not in the market for it. So it starts with literally your pain of, of having these crutches that hurt um, and realizing that you could do something that were you were you studying biomedical engineering or what were you what were you doing? How did this how did you say I could do this? Yeah, I was studying biomedical engineering, but um and I mean, it's the the fundamental premise of our of our crutch is basic physics. I mean, it doesn't take a PhD to design our product, but no one had ever done it before because there was never a financial incentive in the market till Affordable Care Act and patient satisfaction became a huge huge push recently. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because this this is the part of the the the, um, the the healthcare act that no one, not everyone, really realizes the true impact, which is. This idea of uh, pay for performance rather than just pay for service. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, so because of the uh, the Affordable Health Care Act having this component of patient satisfaction, now all of a sudden there's a financial incentive for all of these folks who are healthcare providers to find a better way. And here's here's a, a problem sitting there that no one saw because there was no financial incentive. Exactly. And we we figured out a way to make it so that when a hospital switches to our product, even though it's a premium product, they don't have to pay more for it with our reimbursement code and um, the patients get a better experience. So that can ultimately tie into a lot of benefits for the hospital. Mm -hmm. 
So you, you, you mentioned you went through a, a medical devices accelerator. Is that right? So how yeah. did that come about? So um, we, we actually were just talking to some professors in the biomedical engineering department and one connected us with the accelerator. It's called Zero to Five Ten K based in Memphis, Tennessee. And we were actually their second cohort. So at the time, they were the only medical device accelerator in the, in the entire country. So we, we applied, we got in, which was awesome. And they gave us our first round of funding and really made the initial connections to get us started. Mm -hmm. And so you, you, you dropped out of school and you're focused on this full time. Uh, how, how many other people you got on your team? Um, right now we have a couple part timers and most, most of what we've done has been through contractors. So a lot of, a lot of that kind of work, but we're actually just now hiring a couple salespeople and doing the whole office space and scale up. So you, you get out, you get out of the accelerator in, in Memphis, and what happens now? What, what, what did you do after that? Then it was just product development. So we spent a lot of time with doctors, um, physical therapists, and patients, t testing all of our iterations, going um, over and over and repeating. And um, on the side, um, during all of that, we were also working our financial model. We were building the business side of it, and really making sure we were doing something scalable building our network as well. So you, you had really two sides. You're, you're building out a product that, that is better, mm -hmm. and then also you're figuring out the how to make this so it's a, it's a real sustainable business itself. Yeah, exactly. And so what, so what, what have been the, some of the biggest kind of hurdles that you've run into so far? Um, Hurdles-wise, I think the, the biggest thing for any entrepreneur is not knowing what you don't know up front. And I think I was particularly naive as a student because you, you kind of – really the only vision of entrepreneurship you have is this romanticized, oh, I have an idea, I build something, and then all of a sudden it takes off. But you don't realize that the only way it takes off is you have to know every single person along the chain. You have to know the people who run the big companies. You have to know the people who make the decisions at every hospital or at every uh, whatever the case might be to be able to grow your company. And that networking knowledge was something I learned along the way as well as um, really finding mentors. That was the big one for me. So we, I, we got some awesome mentors um, and advisors who, who have helped all the way through just coaching and, and giving next steps for us. That, that seems, I mean, just watching you in action, that seems to come uh, almost naturally in terms of attracting, you know, the right introductions, the right connections, the right folks who are taking an interest in what you're doing. Is there, is there something that you, you kind of feel that it, it, people are picking up on in terms of you know, is it the sense of the possibility of the idea or is it more something towards your approach of how you're kind of, you know, interfacing with the world? Um, you know, I'm not sure what, what motivates people to work with us. Um, I think that what we're doing is important to the world. And I think that we're one of the few medical device companies that's doing something innovative while also focusing on building a brand while mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of our core values is that when people see our company, we don't want to just be able to give them a product that works, but we want them to feel something positive about it. Hmm. So talk a little bit more about that. What, what are you building from a brand perspective? So um, one, of the, one of the things we do is a nonprofit arm called Better Inspiration. And the idea is when you're injured, especially when you're an athlete, there's a lot of mental process to get, get back and there's depression that can come from injury. And we want to give you that little bit of motivation or advice or whatever you might need to get back on your feet. So we have an Instagram account, a Twitter, and a blog all called Better Inspiration, betterinspiration.org. And um, it's just a bunch of motivational videos and content for athletes to help them. It's, it's for the days when you get up, it's like, I don't want to do this physical therapy. Well, you can get on there, watch a couple videos, get motivated and get going. 
So you've got your first product coming to market now. Mm-hmm. You've, you've done the product research. You've done the business research. You've got the pieces all coming together. Um, what happens after that's such a while? Let's assume you've got that to market. Everything's humming uh, and going going very well with that. What's the, What would be the next thing down the pipeline? Um, I think our, our vertical is going to remain the same. It's going to be physical therapists, orthopedic surgeons, and the patients that are affected by their work. So we're going to stick in that same niche, um, and it's going to be durable medical medical equipment. So we're not trying to throw computers into everything. We're trying to take things that haven't changed in years. Like the crutch has really not changed in 5,000 years. There's ancient Egyptian drawings of an underarm crutch. So we want to take technologies like that. And there's a lot of them in the space and say, okay, we can modernize this. There hasn't been a reason to do it yet, but we're going to be the guys that modernize it and make it more affordable for the hospitals. So if, if you were to kind of encapsulate the lessons you've learned from, you know, in playing in this medical device space, what would, what would that specific niche uh, lessons learned be? I think in healthcare in general, if you can save money and improve patient care, you're onto something. I think that's the big thing you need to do. Um, right now there's a huge push to save money in hospitals and premium technologies. If they just improve patient care are not going to get adopted if they cost more, not anymore. So so, so how did this whole visit uh, to the White House and meeting President Obama come about? You know, we we actually just applied on the White House website. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a call from, from them saying, come on down. And we got to present the crutch to President Obama. And it was pretty incredible. He's he's really cool. How, how would you describe it? I mean, it's one thing to see a politician on TV and all that stuff. But it's another to actually be in, in the physical presence. What, what would makes him... What makes him, as a person in real life, different than what you've seen like through the media? Yeah, what what really got me about him is that there's very few people, I think, like I count on my hands, people I've met in the world that I felt this around, but right when you get in their presence, all of a sudden you feel calm, like things are going to be okay. And I think that's an extremely rare trait, but I think it comes from composure, from knowing who you are and from being comfortable with who you are and from having your mission so vividly clear in your head that you don't care what else happens around you, you're going to get there. And the vibe I got from him when I met him was he knows exactly what he's trying to do and nothing's going to get in his way. He wants to make his impact. And it just made me comfortable. Yeah, did you get a play a chance to play basketball with him? I, mean, I wish man, I was hinting been, at it. That would have been like, were you dropping it a little <laughs> yeah, bit? Yeah, like, I was like, hey, hey uh, kind of nice. To, you what, know. what are you doing after this? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you got a, a special basketball court you can play at. Can we can we go shoot some hoops? Maybe <laughs> be a little bit more direct. I'm surprised you weren't that that direct. You, you, you usually are that way. Um, all right, so now you're while you're doing this, while you're building out uh, Better Walk and and Better Inspiration, you're also uh, kind of helping. Uh, Georgia Tech students as well. What are you, what are you doing around startups and, and students? So we have this program called Startup Semester at Georgia Tech, and it's it's like a student-run program that was set up a couple years ago, and I took it over in the fall. And the idea is if you're a student with an idea, we can help you get from that starting ground all the way to understanding how to find the mentors, what all of the terms mean. Essentially, we want to show you what you don't know up front and then connect you with people who can guide you from there. And whether that means raising funding or whether that means finding mentors and launching your product, we, we can help with all of that. And and so you've got um, pretty good cohorts you know, put together right now, right? That, yeah. How many how many companies do you actually see forming right now? So uh, we did four in the in the fall, and actually two of those raised funding, which was awesome. Yeah, that's a really good percentage. And um, 
This time we have seven, and uh, one's already turned down funding, and we're four weeks into the program. Hmm. So I think I think we're doing something meaningful, um, and I think the value we're creating is that our take on teaching entrepreneurship isn't saying this is how you do customer discovery, this is how you sell, this is how you do financials, but it's rather this there are things you need to do like customer discovery sales and financials but the reason you do them we teach the why's the value systems mm-hmm. behind being an entrepreneur and the the belief is that like like with physics if you understand how the proof works you can figure out the ancillary problems you, you don't need to remember every single case study so if we can teach the fundamental value system of, of entrepreneurship then you, we don't have to teach every single little possible problem that can come up the students are then able to figure it out based on what they believe and what they understand and the old uh, saying that you're, you're giving them a compass rather than a map yeah right? so you let them you know we're, regardless of where they are in the world they have that compass to go with. exactly hmm. so um in, in terms of uh startup semester and um you know the georgia tech ecosystem how, how does it how does that play together with the rest of what is all here at in in tech square in georgia tech so what we set it up initially is a pre-accelerator program so the goal was to feed it into whatever accelerator you might go into, um, whether that's in Atlanta or elsewhere. Um, but now nowadays we're, I mean, a lot, I think two of our companies are in the Inventure Prize mm-hmm. at Georgia Tech. Um, and I think some of them are applying for the Startup Summer Program too. There might be some overlap in the content, but I think that, I mean, funding is always great. Um, so... We, we've been kind of a standalone entity, but we're actually looking at franchising. So we've actually had a few schools reach out to ask to, mm. to launch the program at their universities as well. So I think for the fall, that's, that's kind of a long-term goal. Yeah, it, it, I find it interesting. Is, it, is this part of this, this trend of kind of student-driven activities and organizations yeah. where you've got hackathons like HackGT is, is student-led. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, go across the country, at colleges, universities, there's student groups that are popping up and doing this thing. So it makes sense to have something like this, not just here at Tech, but at other campuses as well. Yeah, and the cool part is because the, the group was, or the program was started by students, I mean... If if it, if there's not a need for it, it wouldn't. People wouldn't show up to our pitches for intros, right? We had, I think, 35 applications and pitches for this cohort of which we picked seven. So I mean, that wouldn't happen if there wasn't a need for it, and we wouldn't be having other schools calling us asking for our curriculum for us to help implant the system and start the culture at their school. Wow. So not only are you changing the world through uh, these new uh, medical devices, but you're also helping kind of teach that way of thinking for these students coming through and, and out into the world. What's, what is the best way for people to find you uh, in, in the inner interwebs of the world? If they're listening uh, along, uh, we'll certainly put everything you mentioned in, in the show notes, but uh, how do they find you? Um, you can go to parthaunova.com and there is a contact me button. Um, Twitter, official Partha. Instagram, official Partha. You should follow me on Instagram. That's a lot of fun. It is a fun follow. And, and, I, and official Partha is just, that's an easy thing to remember. Yeah. Like the, the Unova, not only is that got that hard uh, to spell, hard to spell, hard to little to say, you know, I feel a little uncomfortable not saying it correctly, but you know, I'll be awkward. I'm fine being awkward. That's kind of my, my brand, you know, <laughs> intentionally awkward. Um, but yeah, so official Partha on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, we'll put Partha Unova. That's two U's, right? No, one no. U, two N's. That's right. Yeah, I got your calendar invite. <laughs> no, I know. And then I'm and then I'm also going with uh 
Vacuum. Vacuums with two U's. Yeah. Right? See, that's where I get screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> that was second grade spelling bee. That tripped me up then. Damn yeah. It. All right. Well, we'll get it correct. Uh, we'll edit that. No, we're not going to edit this. This is pure straight to tape. So um, <laughs> glad to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for taking the time. I know we're uh, recording this to, during a, an amazing snowpocalypse. It'll probably <laughs> drop in January. No, it, it'll drop in July. This episode will. And so uh, people are like, what snowstorm is going on there? Why did he mention that? <laughs> now he didn't make it evergreen. We'll have to get this out sooner or later. Just cut me up, Baron. Just cut me off, will you? Just, just in the show now. All right. So, uh, Partha, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, looking for forward me, to Scott. tracking on everything you're doing. Looking forward to see what Better Walk does and certainly uh, Startup Semester. So, thank you very much. Thanks. TechSquare ATL is a media studio connecting you to the heart of Atlanta's tech community. Copyright Sandbox Communities, LLC.